Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And welcome to the Under the Hammer podcast. I'm Jane Neild and each week I'm joined by Stavros, who is one of the company directors for O'Brien Real Estate, to talk about the current state of the market, the latest sales statistics and a whole lot more. It's welcome to Stav. Hello, Stav. How are you? Yeah, great, Jane. How are you? Look, I think uh, things are interesting at least. We cannot say in Victoria in stage four lockdown that life is boring. No, not at all. Uh, we, we actually had our first week of um, lockdowns being real estate agents from home and being virtual, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, look, maybe there are people who are bored senseless, but I feel for people like you and everyone in the real estate industry at the moment, sure, times are strange, but I don't know, I've got that feeling that spring is almost in the air. And once we're done with these harsh lockdowns, there could be a little bit of a spring in your step, that's for sure, over the next few months. And each week we have a guest on the show. And today... We welcome Peter Gajanovich from Victorian Statewide Conveyancing. Hello, Peter, and we hope that you are holding up all right in this very, very strange time we find ourselves in history. How are you? Thanks, Jane. It's certainly been interesting, but yeah, it is what it is. We, we just get on with it and hopefully there's, a, uh, there's an ending to it shortly. Now, how have you guys found the last week, Stav? You mentioned there was a lot of behind-the-scenes hustling to move auctions that were predicted to be in person online. How have you found the sentiment in the last week since we really did go into this full-on lockdown? So since uh, our last podcast, uh, everything had to be brought forward from Saturday where we had eight auctions to happen on Saturday. We pivoted and did them last Wednesday night where we had eight out of eight sell with about $10 million worth of stock sell. Uh, A lot of our settlements got brought forward. A lot of our final inspections got brought forward. We had conditions like building inspections, uh, pest inspections, finance clauses, where we had to really hustle and get those uh, experts out there and you know, the builders, the pest inspectors out there, the valuers to, to look at property. The other thing that we really had to quickly pivot on, there were properties we didn't have photos for because after Wednesday midnight, we couldn't actually do physical inspection. So we had to go get some photos, videos. Um, some of them were just on our phones so we could have that data stored. So when an inquiry, a virtual inquiry came in, we could actually show current photos, relevant uh, content. So it's it's been a big week. And Peter, how have you had to quickly change things uh, given the fact that, you know, we were sort of okay there for a moment and things were starting to open up and then suddenly, boom, back comes lockdown? Yeah, last week was uh, certainly early in the week was really uh, quite hectic for us. Um, I've got um, I've got eight staff and uh, we, we we're obviously in seven different house venues uh, spread across um, the southeast corridor so um, you know lockdown one gave us some 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 tips and uh, it wasn't as bad a move it was just a very very rushed move um, but you know we're all settled in at home and, and um, you know uh, everything is, is is flowing along quite nicely at the moment um, but we're just missing the um, the 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 face-to-face contact with with the rest of the staff. So, you know, but but no, look, all in all, um, this time round, I think um, the experiences of lockdown one gave us um, gave us a bit of an advantage uh, for this for this lockdown. 
And I think everyone's getting used to the technology, especially. I mean, we've been talking about online uh, auctions and things. I mean, we're talking to you now via Microsoft Teams and you're all set up with the webcam. So I get the feeling that people are a lot more used to having to do everything online and not expecting to pick up the phone and get an immediate answer. Yeah, look, it's you know, look, you always have exceptions to the rule, but but a lot of people, and and even from our point of view, you know, we've we've had to become a lot more flexible with with regards to documentation, and um, you know, but you still have you still have elderly clients that don't have access to email or can't use things like DocuSign and all that sort of stuff. So that's where it makes it a little bit interesting. But um, you know, all in all, look, people are really good people have been really really good i haven't had any um you know any major issues with with any clients that have sort of said you know i rang you and you didn't pick up the phone immediately so everyone's been pretty understanding um with regards to that so that that that's been good now, Steph, let's, let's talk about sentiment in the general sort of market amongst your clients, amongst buyers and sellers. Did you kind of feel over this last weekend that the doom and gloom of, uh-oh, we're back into lockdown eventuated, or are the statistics telling us something different? Um, it's quite interesting. Uh, there's a lot of questions there, but... Um Look, we had the ability last week to talk to Martin Cooper from New Zealand in O'Brien Auction TV, and they we've got a precedence there. They, they were in stage four before us. Now, one thing that we're feeling right now is exactly what Martin Cooper said uh, last week, and that is that at the moment, there will be a slowdown. 100% there will be a slowdown. What actually, uh, you know, we had 1,200 sales for the week, but that was only because of the momentum, the rollover, um, of the week before, uh, and that's what happened there. Moving forward for the next five weeks, we're probably not going to see that, but there will be a slingshot moving out of this. Now, if you look at the data from CoreLogic and a lot of the industry um, insiders, it actually tells us that we're, we're actually very well placed during this COVID period. The sales are up by about 15% for Victoria and about 30% nationally. There were 5,000 sales for the week nationally. Now, not all of Australia is actually in lockdown, so there's some really good markets out there. But I'm saying to people, look, get yourself together. If you're looking at selling in the future, because I think we're going to have a real big slingshot moving out of this. It's going to be huge. The slingshot? I've never heard mm. of that as a, as a real estate kind of uh, phenomenon. But uh, that means you're going to be busy, uh, Peter. Well, I, I think we will. I think uh, I think the, the, the planning for us is all geared around that, that week to 10 days before the end of lockdown too, um, because I think people will... And, and agents as well, I think what they'll start doing is they'll they'll start getting read the properties ready for that, you know that that moment that lockdown comes down, um, you know there's and we've got a number of clients that have that have rung us, you know that said we're we're just on hold, we're just waiting for lockdown to 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 restrictions to ease, and then we're good to go. So I think um, I think the, the the last quarter of this year will be look. It's just my opinion, but I think it'll be huge. Huge with a slingshot effect. Now, Stav, tell us about the uh, year on year because the stats would sort of suggest that things are up. Yeah, look, it's actually interesting when you look at year on year for July, and even look at year on year for for week thirty two that we just had. We were up in Victoria, uh, and now last year this time in uh, we didn't have any of these. 
I suppose, that we didn't have COVID or anything actually holding us back. So I think what I said last week, that the, the 11 reasons of why people um, sell their properties, they exist and more than ever at the moment. And just to re- refresh everything uh, for everyone was the 11 different customer types are your growing families, uh, your deceased estates, divorces. There's more divorces at the moment yeah. than ever. Um, that there's a stat for you. Investors are still investing. Developers, we just sold a development property for $12 million in the O'Brien Group this week. So that happens. So developers are still out there. Job relocations, that's a big one, mm. right? Uh, bankruptcies will occur. People moving to nursing homes, seed and tree change. Aspirational sellers, downsizers. Now, the other one that I'm going to put in here is regional Victoria. V- regional Victoria is still allowed to do private inspections. Now, more than ever during the COVID period and moving forward, working from home, uh, you don't have to be in the city anymore. So people can actually live further out, have a better lifestyle, have cleaner air, bigger blocks, uh, have a, raise a family. A lot of people do actually like that. So, you know, regional Victoria is actually reaping the benefits at the moment of COVID. So there's a lot of that. That's the, the market in a snapshot. But market, look, prices have dropped slightly. Like, let's not, let's call it what it is, not what it isn't. They've dropped by about 1.5% for the month and about 2.5% for the, for the quarter. But let's really look at it. Prices went up by about 8% for the year. So really, if you're looking at a 12-month rolling uh, forward, it's, only, it's not that much, much of a drop. So I, I do believe there will be a slingshot. I actually agree with Peter Jovanovic that we will actually have the last quarter of the year, not only will it be the spring market, but we'll actually be coming out of what uh, is our stage four lockdown. So I'm looking forward to it. You're listening to Under the Hammer. I'm Jane Neild, and we are here thanks to Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. I'm with Stav from O'Brien Real Estate and Peter from Victorian Statewide Conveyancing. So let's drill down a little into some of the issues that someone like Peter will be confronting on a daily basis. Now, Peter, we've got a lot of people listening who are well and truly in the industry and who are obsessed with real estate. But for someone who is completely new to this whole thing, perhaps a first time home buyer starting to do a bit of research. In a nutshell, what on earth does a conveyancer do? Well, we look after all the the legal work that transfers the um, the property into the name of the purchaser. So, review of contracts, um, section 32s, dealing with the client's bank, obviously arranging settlement, but also making sure that what they are buying and what has been disclosed in a Section 32 statement is what they're ending up with. So we're there to provide advice and then follow follow that through right through to settlement. And we look after all the legal paperwork, the, um, the documentation that's required to get that matter to settlement and settled. So Stav, what are some of the questions people are asking you about the settlement period and, and this end of the, the process? Yeah, look, um, a couple of questions that I'm getting you know, through social at the moment is, uh, you know, during COVID and Victorian real estate, I live in the metro area and I, uh, I'm meant to move next week. Can I still move, Peter? Yes, you can. Um, so you, um, one of the one of the clarifications that that um, the DHHS made, and and even um, Dan Andrews made the comment in his first statement a bit about going into lockdown four was that property settlements would not be affected. So if you had a if you had a contract in place, um, you were allowed to move um, as part of that contractual obligation. So, you know, you can still hire a removalist or you can actually still move yourself 
Um, and, and the advice that we've been given is if you are moving yourself, regardless of whether it's more than 5Ks, is just to have the contract of sale handy um, in case you do get pulled over and then you've got verification that, you know, you are moving. But curfew, uh, obviously curfew hours still apply though, don't they? You've still got to be within the Absolutely. rules. Absolutely. You've still got to be within Absolutely. the rules. And another question I've had, Pete, is so I've bought a property, settlement's coming up, um, and yes, the you know, the Premier did say that, that we can still facilitate and execute those settlements, but uh, I want to do a final inspection with my agent. Can I do that? Well, yes, because it's part of your contra- contractual obligations. So now I'm not sure what you've been advised from from the point of you know how you do those inspections, but you are contractually allowed to to complete a final inspection. So um, yes, our understanding is that 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 is still allowed, and we've had a number of um, a number of matters. I think we've got something like 35 settlements this week, and we've had no issues with people doing final inspections. So, Peter, on the other side of that, though, like you're saying, yes, you're allowed to move house. This may be a silly question, but say say someone is really high risk. They're uncomfortable about it. Can you actually put settlement on pause almost or on hold until this is over? Or is that just a whole can of worms? Look, it, it, it does open a whole can of worms. I remember when we went into stage one lockdown, I think one of the things that we did with a lot of the agents that we dealt with was we provided a specific COVID um, special condition that that was entered into contracts, and that that basically what that meant was that if someone was contagious or if they were at risk, that the special condition meant that there was no um, ramifications for them not being able to complete settlement. Um, but again. Um, you know, we we have got one at the moment that we're dealing with, which which is a, a case in New South Wales where the person is moving from New South Wales to Victoria, um, and it has caused a bit of an issue, and it and it's meant going backwards and forwards and and trying to renegotiate, you know, settlement dates and all that sort of stuff. Again, most most matters that we've dealt with have been pretty good, um, and people have been pretty flexible and understanding. Um, but yeah, look, there's a, there's always that 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 prospect of not, you know, someone not being able to move because of um, because of COVID. Um, and I suppose if you're a purchaser and you can't move, as long as you can settle and hand over the money, the move can come at a later stage. Um, but if you're a vendor and you've got COVID and you're quarantined, um, yeah, that opens up. Uh, another aspect without special conditions in place. And is it the first time in history you can ever remember having to write in some of that fine print like a COVID clause? I mean, I can't kind of think what else we would have had in the last couple of decades that would have come close to that. Never. Never seen any. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, I've been conveyancing now for 21 years and um, I was previously in in uh, in banking and um, I've, I've never seen special conditions drawn up uh, like they are at the moment. They're just, um, yeah, it's just, and I hate using the word, but it's just unprecedented. There he is. He's dropped the unprecedented. <laughs> it is. And I wonder if that person buying from New South Wales and coming down to Victoria is going to think again about making the move because, yes, it's a, a strange time to be coming here. Stav, what else are people asking about? 
Um, look, I, th- I think the, the, the big question, it's a real estate question, not so much a conveyancing question, but um, can um, appraisals still be conducted? Can Are we still open for business? Are we still open? Th- that's probably a, a big question that we're getting at the moment. And, and the answer to that is that, yes, we are open. We're open for business. We are working from home. Our O'Brien people are working harder than ever at the moment, and our response times uh, are very quick. That's one thing that I've noticed in, in our O'Brien businesses, that when an inquiry comes in, it gets dealt with straight away because there's not much else they can do. They can't go to a cafe uh, or meet up with friends or go for golf or anything like that. So that's been the biggest thing. But um, for me, uh, advice to any sellers out there um, that are getting ready to put their properties on the market in spring, don't wait. You need to be ahead of the game. So start making necessary preparations now. Uh, look, you can contact me on my details. And what I'll do is I'll actually get the, the right area expert from one of our 30 officers to actually contact uh, and give you the advice on what you need to do. But you can actually do all that background work now because it will be too late if you wait till the 14th of September. Yeah, people like you, Peter, are going to be absolutely inundated. So what would your advice be, Peter, for people who want to get everything organised? At what point do people come to you? Can they sort of preempt a particular, maybe a sale or, or a move in spring and come to you first? Oh, absolutely. Look, you know, the preparation, I mean, you, you can't sell a property in Victoria without a Section 32 statement. So if you're a if you're a vendor, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to get a Section 32 statement prepared. So the moment we come out of lockdown, you know, if the agent's got 20 buyers for your property, he can't take a legal offer on your property without a Section 32 statement. So get those you know, get that that documentation up and running now because I'm, you know, and, and again, I'm 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 only preempting it, but I'm guessing in about five weeks, you know, that turnaround time of maybe turning a turning around a section thirty two in twenty four hours might might become seventy two hours, and you know, you're potentially missing out on a um on a potential sale. Pete, I've got another question for you. And this is a question, it's a non-COVID question. So there you go. Okay. Um, one of the questions that we get uh, from the public uh, and also from a lot of real estate agents is, can a buyer and a seller use the same conveyancer? Is there a, like, uh, a problem there, um, you know, any, any conflict of interest, so to speak? There is a conflict of interest in using, um, you know, using the same conveyancer. And, and look, we've, you know, We've had it happen a number of times where, you know, we've we've got two vendors, for example, um, you know, they sell their properties and one goes off and happens to buy a property that, you know, we're actually acting for the other vendor. So um, there is a, a, a requirement for us to complete a, a conflict of interest um, form and let the client know. But, but from the point of view of, um, our role, we will always act in the best interest of each and individual client. Um, you know, and and that's you know something we've we've always done, and will continue to do, regardless of whether we're acting for both parties, or, or whether we're acting for one party. Staff, you did mention that divorce might be on the rise due to the fact mm. that we've. I mean, you hear reports some families are thriving and loving it, and some people are realising that life is not quite <laughs> what they want it to be at home. Peter, can if someone's selling a property in in the scenario where there is a divorce or a separation happening, do they both need a conveyancer, or 
can you pro- like how do I know that he's going to get the section 32 written up the way I would have it or if there's a little bit of argy bargy what's your advice there yeah so what we'll do is we'll with all di- divorce matters we speak to each individual separately okay um we'll get instructions from both parties um and make sure that um you know that that both parties are happy to for us to represent them. Um, in some cases, you know, a majority of cases, I should say, they have independent legal representation anyway. So what they will do is we'll look after the conveyancing and then they'll have their two separate solicitors or, or lawyers representing them in the family law matters or the, you know, the divorce proceedings. So when it comes to something like that, we always seek instructions, not just from the individuals, but from their from their representatives. So it is common. Like Stav said, I think it'll become more and more, unfortunately, prevalent over the coming months. But most clients deal with us very well, you know, um, and we represent both of them. So, you know, there, there's no issues there and all, all confidential matters are not shared. And it's just a transaction for us normally. Pete, one interesting fact that Jane brought up, divorces are up. Guess what? One of our officers had a record last month, seven divorces. What? From one one office. <laughs> so they, they definitely are up. And I don't know if it's suburb-based. I mean, some, some areas. But um, it's it's quite interesting. And we've uh, to navigate through that at the moment through COVID has been so interesting because not only do they have to sell, and we sold seven properties in that office, those seven couples have to buy 14 houses. And people forget that, 14 houses. And to navigate through that at the moment and do do inspections, uh, it's just been one of those uh, interesting things. So, but Pete, no, look, I've I've got to say, uh, and I'll give you a really good plug here, mate, because I've dealt with a lot of conveyances over the many years that that I've been doing real estate, and you would definitely be in the top three, if not the best that I've ever dealt with. I've got to, you know, give a plug to many uh, companies. But look, if if you're looking for a conveyancer, Peter's service, his knowledge, um, the amount of time he spends with his clients, and not just his clients, but our O'Brien agents. Our O'Brien agents talk to Peter constantly. I know a lot of the younger ones that are in, haven't been in real estate for a long time, Pete, they love talking to you, whether it's Jai Reid from Mornington or Matt Christie from Chelsea at the time. And I know Joey, Joey from Narry Warren, these guys really love to pick your brain, don't they? What are some of their interesting questions that they ask you, being being, you know, younger uh, real estate agents that us older guys uh, wouldn't have dealt with in the past. Anything that stands out that you've been asked? No, not really, mate. Look, they're um, they're, they're just, in a lot of cases, um, you know, they're, they're, they're sponges, mate. They 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 just want to know. Um, and anywhere where we can assist them, um, you know, um, you know, look, it's beneficial for me, you know, as as well, you know. And you build that long term relationship. And I'm, I mean, that's one of the things that I, you know, we've always been proud of our business is that you know some of these, some of these referral sources uh, are not are not just you know a six month referral source. I've known, I've known some of the, you know, some of the agents for 15, 16, 17 years and they, they keep coming back. Um, um, but yeah, look, you always get a picture of where you think an agent will be based on, you know, their, their questions, especially the young ones. And, you know, some of the names you, you've mentioned, uh, I have no doubt they'll be 
they'll be amazing real estate agents long term because they do. They just want to know. And and I and I have a theory, and I always say it to my clients, is that there's no such thing as a dumb question because you know we do this for a living, and and you know we we do two thousand settlements a year roughly. Um, chances are when when you're a either a, a, a startup agent or a client, it's your only property settlement that you're doing. So ask the questions um, and don't be embarrassed by asking the questions because I can guarantee you I've heard them all before. I do have a funny clause that I have seen and um, it was uh, back in a previous company that I used to work for. It was a young guy that was working there and it was um, when a property is sold with a tenancy in place, Jane, you must put um, subject to rents and profits. Uh, Profit spelt P-R-O-F-I-T-S. The conveyancer rang me and they said, we don't think we can can fulfil this contract because the young agent put rents and profits and spelt it profits from the Bible, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. <laughs> so that was really uh, – and he said, look, we can't actually fulfil this contract. We don't know any profits. So, uh, so there you go, Pete. So we have seen it all. Um, Pete, one last question from me regarding your services. Now, you do – there are many – our types of methods of sale. We have our private uh, sale, we have our auction, we have our tender and all different methods of tender as well. Do you handle auction contracts, Section 32s? What if a vendor wants more than just a Section 32? Maybe they want a contract and it's not an auction, but they do want a contract made up. Can you just give us a quick snapshot of um, what, what a conveyancer actually does? Yeah, so we can prepare, you know, and a, a lot of it also depends on the agents. There are specific agents that, that we deal with that regardless of a basic Section 32 or a, an auction contract. With auction contracts, we always prepare the auction contract and the full Section 32. With Section 32 statements for, for private sales, there are some agents that want us to prepare, uh, you know, contracts and and. You know, we we do that. Um, that's that's not a problem. Um, we we adopt the standard REIV, um, you know, general conditions, um, and pre-populate all the information other than the purchasers' details. But it's it's there's no extra cost for us to prepare a contract. It's it's all part of the the fixed price service. So whether you do or whether you don't, there's no extra extra charge but yeah it all depends on a lot of it depends on the agent in in essence um you know what the agent requires and even within the o'brien you know the o'brien group that we deal a lot with there are some agents that want just a section 32 and there's other agents that want section 32 and a contract is there a difference between an auction section 32 and a private sale section 32 why is the auction section 32 more uh, i suppose it's got more certificates in it is there a reason yeah, for that? Yeah, because you're looking, you you're asking a, a purchaser to to make an unconditional offer on a on a on a property at auction. So, you know, with with auction contracts, we we traditionally provide all certificates, um, and that's that way. There, you you haven't got a prospective purchaser going off and getting advice from a conveyancer or a solicitor and going, oh well, I don't know about. The building permits, or I don't know about the rates, or I don't know about any encumbrances and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, you don't with with an auction contract because it's unconditional. You don't want something to happen post post auction that says, "Oh, well, you didn't disclose this," and 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 give the buyer a, a reason to pull out of a you know out of a sale. So that's that's why you know you will see with and tender tender contracts as well. We tend to 
tend to include everything because they're traditionally unconditional offers. So basically, there is just so much trust involved between a purchaser or a seller and their conveyancer. Does it does it go wrong in some of those situations, Peter, where, yep, the Section 32 is not what it should have been? And I'm assuming it's only a very small proportion of cases where people go, nah, cancel it. Defective Section 32s are our, um, you know, our bugbear. We, 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 we obviously don't like preparing def- defective Section 32s, but in a lot of cases, you are reliant on, on client information um, and it's important you know, with the with the questionnaire that we've got, we cover off everything. But you know, there are instances where clients do turn around, and you know, uh, especially with with maybe maybe things like building works that they haven't applied for for permits for. You know, they they they've either forgotten or you know, or they they've just failed to mention it to you. And uh, but look, in in twenty years, I think. Um, in 20 years we've been going, we've had, I think, two defective mm. Section 32 statements, um, which, you know, we've probably done close to 20,000 transactions or more. Um, so, yeah, there are circumstances where clients, you know, you ask the question, but they turn around and don't give you the answer. And, you know, when we send out the Section 32 statement, we say, here's all the information that you've given us. We've prepared it on your instructions. Please make sure it's it's correct because if it's not correct, a purchaser can pull out at any time right up to an including settlement date. So one of those things for people to do in the next five weeks of lockdown, if they're thinking of selling, get all those bits of paperwork organised. Make sure you've got everything that you need. <laughs> And make sure you answer the question. You know the, that you answer the questions truthfully. You know, I would I would rather sell, someone tell me that they have an illegal pergola on their property than hide it and not tell me, because it will give me more grief post sale than it will pre sale. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, now we're nearly out of time, Stav. There's yeah. just one topic we're not allowed to talk about. <laughs> Don't even bring it up, Jane. You can hang up if you like, but I heard a rumour you're a North Melbourne supporter in the AFL and you are not happy, Peter. <laughs> I'm not happy. No, I'm 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 not happy. And I'm even more unhappy that I have to put up with Richmond and Collingwood supporters reminding me how bad we are. Look, Pete, uh, we are nearly out of time, but there's a couple of things I want to you know, just put out there to everyone that's listening today. And if they've got this far... Um, if you've got any questions on stamp duty, uh, land tax or probate on deceased estates, anything like that, you can actually contact myself or Jane and we can actually get those questions answered for you uh, in written format from Pete. So any any real estate or conveyancing questions you've got, doesn't matter what it is regarding subject to sales, titles or you know restrictions, caveats, covenants, what's the difference between one and the other, any of those questions... Pete would be more than happy to talk to you direct. So you can contact Jane or myself on that. What's your best email, Stav? Uh, you can, it, mine's easy. It's stavros at obre.com.au or mobile 0409708000. And I can also assist you by sending to the in the right direction of the right uh, estate agent that you should be uh, talking to, depending on the area that you're at. 
Yeah, if you're just at that point where you know that you're going to do something and you're not quite sure how to go about it and who you need to help you out, we're going to put all the links in the show notes as well. So you'll have Stav's contact details and the email. And Peter, the next couple of months could be very busy for you, but I hope it all goes well. Thanks, Jane. Well, I'm hoping it is busy. I'm sure it will be. But um, yeah, no, look, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the run through to Christmas now. And, of course, you can uh, contact Peter Gajanovic at Victorian Statewide Conveyancing or staff can put you in touch with him as well. I did have one closing tip for all agents that are listening out there. Look, everything is about being uh, fit in business or business fitness. So today's the same day as yesterday, and I said this to my team today, except it's one minute earlier for sunset and one minute later for, for sunrise. So... The oxygen is the same. The sun is the same. The only difference, we're all in the same ecosystem. There is no one that's got a leg up better than you. So it's just our mindset. So we've just got to be business fit and we'll get through this. And that's the advantage. Well, Peter, it sounds like you're business fit and raring to go. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Jane. You've been listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. It is a free service making movie easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664715. I'm Jane Neild and we've been with Stav from the company director from O'Brien Real Estate. Get those questions through and we will talk to you next week on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. If you love an insightful podcast, Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series is for you. For home design and decoration, don't miss Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Getting the balance of large open spaces is about creating zones within one space. And if you're busy in the garden, catch the sport of gardening with Dale Vine. Compost is on trend at the moment. Powered by Snowy Hydro and leader in renewable energy, switch to Aussie-owned Red Energy today. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle available from your podcast provider and on the SEN app.